This podcast is rated S for spooky. Listener discretion is advised. Tonight, listen to these nerds proudly presents. They met as strangers, brought together by a drive to survive and sheer coincidence. But now, these four Lancers may be the only thing standing between the galaxy and complete annihilation. Their goal? Escape the planet currently being ravaged by a techno-virus. The problem? A traffic jam straight from the depths of hell! Tonight, join these four survivors as they encounter terrifying thrills and spine-tingling chills attempting to cross a bridge to fear. Starring Jonathan as Geiger. When a voice calls out in the darkness, will you answer it? Chris as Friday. Okay, everybody, I'm looking forward to doing this mission with you all. Hey, uh, can you hear me? Oh crap, is my mic broken again? Joe as Flock. Darling, they're not snuff films, they're life pictures. At what point in someone's life are they most alive other than right before their death? And John as Bloody Lady. They said, don't hurt me. And I said, why not? You know what they say, the job's great, but it's the commute that'll kill you. So, our story so far. No one's quite sure how it happened. Maybe a Horus hacker finally bit off a piece of code that his ass couldn't cache. Maybe those rumors of Harrison Armory dumping a bunch of toxic sludge onto some NHP coffins turns out had some merit. Or maybe it's just a good old-fashioned attack by one of the, bar uh, the trade barons. Regardless of how it is, the planet of Mistopheles is now overrun by a techno-virus, infecting every machine it can get its hands on, converting it to its will, and slowly butchering anything that it can't consume for, uh, materials. We find ourselves on the inside of a food distribution warehouse, whose luckily only amount of electronics was a refrigerator that has long since burnt out. Inside, we find four Lancer pilots, who managed to come together through sheer coincidence, and now are basically hiding out, hoping for some form of rescue. So, just sort of going around to introduce our players, um, the first one that we will ask is Geiger, or uh, I should say, I don't have, damn it, they do not have the names in front of me. First name, Hans. Yes, Hans. Um, as far as everyone you've introduced yourself to, you're a priest. However, you're piloting a metal mark. So I'm very curious. How does a, a man of the cloth end up with what is effectively a high-speed, low-drag, bespoke killing machine? Well, uh, priest is a bit of a generous term. I consider myself to be more of a, a chaplain or an itinerant preacher. Uh, I'm a pacifist, mind you. I'd never, never kill a person, but, well... I spent a lot of time in the uh, Albatross Corps, and let's just say I, I learned a few things there, and uh, turns out those skills come in more handy than I ever hoped they'd ever would. Alright, so a repentant soldier sort of on a path to hopefully better understanding through non-violence. Mm -hmm. Alright, sitting across in a, uh, a Black Witch is Bloody Lady, who is piloted by a Lieutenant White. Now, Lieutenant White, as the CO of one of the planet's Lancer mechanized infantry units, you were hastily mobilized to try and contain the spread of the Technovirus. But, however, the operation went horribly wrong. What happened? And in the chaos, how did you get separated from your unit? Well, 
Um, you see, initially, the uh, the planetary government uh, tried to downplay the rate of infection and the danger of the infection. Um, uh, there were several uh, uh, people who just out and out called it a hoax. Um, so by the time we were deployed, things had already gotten pretty bad. Uh, but they also wanted us to uh, maintain quarantine while keeping the industrial centers active, uh, so not to impact the uh, planetary economy. Um, suffice to say, you don't make a... Uh, you don't try and build a wall with a bunch of holes and expect things to stay inside of it. Uh, so my, me and my uh, company were uh, separated uh, uh, when uh, a techno-virus hiding under an industrial shipment uh, went active and uh, I had to run to chase it down, but by the time I had dealt with the issue, the uh, quarantine had more or less failed. Uh, and most of my unit was gone. Mm. And now you find yourself fighting a war against an enemy that doesn't sleep, doesn't breathe, and, well, doesn't stop. Now, piloting a Hydra, we have Flock, piloted by one... Daphne Hedron. Daphne, you know, uh, Daphne, you're an artist, basically. That's not exactly... Uh, an auteur. Oh, sorry, an Artur. Uh, not exactly something that you would expect to survive in a live-or-die sort of scenario. So, where were you when the initial outbreak started to really get bad, and how have you managed to sort of keep yourself alive until then? Well, um, like all of my projects, um, I heard about it from some of my, uh, let's just call them friends, and... <laughs> Having this, the the scoop on this uh, uh, planet infested with a horrible, uh, absolutely fatal virus, I knew I had to come down and get some shots. So, I dropped down before things got really bad, and uh, covertly greased a couple palms to get uh, my uh, machine in without any questions. Um, you know... Uh, it's actually pretty easy to convince people that some that something is a large art installation it, when it, you, it can fully disassemble itself. Um, and uh, yes, well, uh, I uh, went around uh, taking photos of uh, the ca uh, fresh cadavers and uh, even got to see a couple uh, transform right in front of me before my security detail finished them off. Um, unfortunately, though, it seems like I didn't pay them my security detail enough, and they were all consumed. Got some great shots, though. Um, and, uh, now I'm trying to just leave this dreadful place with all my footage. Mm. Ah, so you, you've been Frank Westing it ever since you got here. <sighs> if Frank West was, like, a pompous billionaire, probably, instead, yeah. <laughs> yes. Alright, and finally... Um, piloting a Blackbeard that is just monstrously larger than any other Blackbeard anyone's ever seen before. We have Friday, piloted by Jason Lake. So, yeah. Jason, uh, understandably, you seem to be having some tech issues with your particular um, mech. What was yeah. the incident that caused that, and how have you been communicating with the others while you were in mech form, uh, you know, to make sure that when you came here, they didn't just shoot you for potentially being a carrier? 
Well, um, basically this has just been something that happens sometimes regarding my microphone. Uh, basically the audio cuts out so I can hear everything when the others are talking over their intercoms, but they can't hear me. And as a result, I kind of have to resort to like rough hand signals from my mech and everything like that. Just, it's very rough sign language, just kind of going with a thumbs up, thumbs down for yes or no. But, uh, yeah, like, I'm really trying to communicate to them that uh, I'm a nice guy and that I appreciate their help and I want to work together with them, but uh, kind of tough to do in this mech. I will say, because you also have the uh, Sekhmet NHP, you can also use that to communicate through each other. Uh, but the thing is, the Sekhmet NHP is, uh, one, doesn't understand that you have to turn caps lock off sometimes, and two, not exactly the best person for making first introductions. Or I guess, uh, NHP for making introductions. Mm. Alright. But as it stands right now, you guys have been kind of holed up inside this food warehouse for a few days. You've been hearing the planet basically getting bombarded every so often. You assume, uh, at least from what Daphne can tell you, from the union quarantine that usually goes up in these sort of situations. Though, it's kind of a mystery why they're bombarding the place. Unfortunately, as the days have stretched on, you realize that any potential rescue isn't coming unless you can get in contact with the... Uh, the quarantine somehow. By hook or by crook, and how you guys ended up doing this, we can leave for another day. You've managed to build a ramshackle antenna, and using one of your mechs to power it, uh, you've been able to get in contact with the Admiral in front, uh, in charge of the current quarantine. A Admiral Kruger of the U.S. Bura Anubav. Kruger is very interested to know, one, that there's survivors still on the planet, and two, uh, that your mechs are seemingly immune to the techno virus. And because of that, he has managed to quickly gain together enough sort of political clout and supplies to put together a ramshackle rescue mission to get you guys off planet. Because, as he explains, while standard union protocol in this instance is to destroy all forms of off planet communication, um, usually this is to deal with a cascading NHP not broadcasting itself through slip space. Uh, the Technovirus has taken to trying to reconstruct the arrays, and as far as they can tell, if they can somehow beam the virus off-planet, that's bad news for everybody. As such, the only mechs that they know of with immunity are yours, which means getting your mechs off-planet and finding out what makes your mechs immune and how to turn that into a sort of techno-vaccine is paramount to Union efforts in this sector. Hmm. Unfortunately, there's a small hitch with the rescue plan. They can't just send down a, a carrier to pick you guys up because, one, it's gigantic uh, and you're sort of in the middle of a city. And two, uh, basically that puts it in too close of a proximity to other infected machines. And there's too much of a possibility that the infection will somehow jump to the ship and then carry it out. However, there is a spot where they can do an extraction. A few kilometers from your location, there was a bridge that connects uh, the city that you're currently in to another city across the river. During the early stages of the, the Technovirus uh, infe uh, infections, the other city, as a precautionary measure, blew up their side of the bridge in an effort to try and keep it from getting to them. That didn't really help, it only just kind of bought them a bit of extra time. But the half of the bridge on your side of the river is still standing, albeit just, you know, being a bridge to nowhere. 
If you can get to the edge of that bridge and hold out for the extraction, that would be the ideal point to pick you up, as it's the only place that they can guarantee they can create a sort of barrier between yourselves and other infected machines. To that end, since they can't just have the carrier waiting for you, they will send, they can send down uh, a small replenishment of supplies to basically both make sure that you guys aren't starving and are in tip-top shape when you do this. Unfortunately, uh, since this is uh, effectively a planetary, you know, launch that it is coming down to the thing, it's going to reveal your hiding place currently, which means once that this thing starts, you guys have to go for the bridge. That's your only option. Okay, so we just need to get to the, so, but we know where to go. So it's just a, a march towards it, right? Pretty much. Okay, less of a march and more of a desperate sprint, I think. Well, I have to say, I wish I could have made this a bit better for you, but, well, I've done all I can. We'll be sending out the, uh, the, we'll be sending out a, a flare, effectively. It's not really a flare, but that's what the boys in R&D call it. Once you manage to get to the end of the bridge and put yourself in a defensible position, send that thing up and our carrier will come running. I just hope to God that you'll be able to be pulled out in time for us to pick you up. Once again... Just a reminder, I'm willing to pay anyone who's willing to die for me. <laughs> I Just give me a, a, a banking link and I'll send it right to you. Think of your next of kin! And how they'd be deprived of my art! <laughs> Any other objections? It was not an objection, um, it was an offer. It was a valid offer made in good faith. Yeah, I heavily object to this, and I don't want to... Oh, wait, no, my mic's broken, you can't hear me. Wait. See, this this are... man, this stoic man... Wait, are you taking my he... silence as a form of consent? He has, he has never disagreed with me, he has never been... He's, he is what we in the business call a yes-and man. <laughs> That's a very it's, generous he interpretation. He's trying to connect wires underneath his dashboard. Like, your mech is, like, putting your hands up and doing, like, the no, 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 like, waving back and forth. Waving back and forth. And look how humble he is. He doesn't even want to take credit for the compliment. <laughs> wonderful. Just wonderful. Ugh. All right. Well, we'll expect expect the drop within the hour with the flare and the supplies. It'll be a bit of food, water. Not exactly a lot, but enough to probably keep you perked up, since I don't know what exactly you've had to eat down there. But, uh, once it shows up, you're gonna have to get moving. I'm actually doing a special diet, um, that I just inject myself with these beans. What? Oh, uh, yeah. Micro-beaning, I've heard of that. Sounds <laughs> awful. Oh, but it just purges all the toxins out. Yeah, replace it's, them it's with why, beans. It, it, it's why I'm sure I haven't been infected. You can kind of hear Kruger just sigh over the the thing and just be like, "All right, Godspeed, all of you." And uh, if you make it on the other side, drinks are on me. And then with that, the uh, the communication cuts out. And uh, yeah, pretty much almost exactly an hour after the transmission cuts out, you hear the sound of something like uh, a very quick thing entering the atmosphere. Uh, and then all of a sudden, you hear the sound of what. Um, Daphne and probably a couple other of you know are basically like e-brakes for orbital drop pods and crashing through the root and crashing through a corner of the, your hiding spot that Kruger told you about so nobody would be in the zone when it happened uh, is basically an orbital drop pod with a, a bunch of sort of like, you know, uh, MREs, um, packaged water, 
uh, a little bit of coffee, and what looks to be something that's about the size of a mech mortar tube, with a big instructions on it that basically say, like, point this side toward the sky, this side to the ground, pull this lever. For well, narrative's right. sake, I will not, uh, like, ask someone to be carrying the flare, uh, but unless, like, shit starts going really bad, and then maybe I'll have Chris, somebody... Chris, is, Chris is carrying it, because... <laughs> Because we forced it on him and he couldn't refuse. Alright, fair um, enough. He's also the I'm, biggest one. Yes. Yeah, I'm gonna say that I realize since I'm the biggest one it'd probably be the easiest for me to carry, so I give you a thumbs up. Alright. Well, uh, after that, you've managed to get maybe a quick meal in before you start hearing uh, what is effectively a sort of high-pitched chattering noises that all of you recognize as a way that the infected communicate between each other. Uh, if anyone's bothered to analyze it, you realize that it is basically binary transmitted at super high frequencies. Uh, and as such, it allows them to communicate vast swaths of information in literally seconds. Oh, I hate that sound. <laughs> My, uh, Daphne begins to do, like, a conductor hand motion, like, mm, just sitting here, like, basking in it. <laughs> I think that's maybe our sign that uh, we better get moving. Yeah. Uh, oh, yes, mech, of course. My mech reaches up to uh, his heavy mount and draws what looks like a massively sized machete out of its sheath. All right. Well, you guys know the location of the bridge. It's not too far of a walk, especially since you don't really have to worry about things like, you know, collateral damage. So you could just walk in effectively a straight line through, you know, corners of buildings to get to it. Uh, getting to the bridge, you come to sort of the on-ramp that leads into it, and you realize that the bridge itself is basically a tube, a uh, sort of giant rectangular tube. And as you look in, you see that the lights that would have usually been powering it, along with the mag train system that would have been used to move around the autoloaders, are all deathly silent. And staring into the inky blackness, you realize the only chance between your survival and dying on this rock is in that darkness. Oh, I can see it now. My The mech begins to do the, like, framing hand thing. A massive figure carrying a mighty weapon walks solely into the darkness. And then, like, I just push Chris. Oh, God. <laughs> oh, God. <laughs> yeah, I'm just, like, stumble forward, and I just... Uh, great. Well, you won't take no for an answer, so... I guess if anyone's going to take points on this, and yeah, there's just a moment before I silently begin trudging forward. Ah, right. this is why he's simply the best. <laughs> Alright, uh, so if you guys would like to move over to the battle map screen on roll 20. So, to give you guys a description, as you're walking down, you see, like, lines upon lines of the automovers that are usually used to move things across this bridge that have been stacked up along the side, some of which seem untouched, others seem to have been viciously torn into, and various sort of mechanical bits extracted from the materials that were inside. You see what looked like broken automobiles, uh, various forms of, like, what looked to be, like, uh, parts for industrial, uh, machining. And all of these look like they've been picked over as if the, the machines or the infected are looking for something, or just gathering materials. That is the, uh, big line of stuff along the north edge of the map. Finally, as you manage to make further and further into the darkness, relying entirely upon your sensors to navigate, you come across what can only be described as a swarm of 
made up of various subalterns and industrial loader exoskeletons that seem to be sort of moving in lockstep with something, as if there's something beyond them that you just can't quite see. The minute that they see you, they almost all, they all, like, mechanically lock onto your general direction, and you begin hearing again this massive cacophony of bitwise, or uh, that chatter, that chattering that they do. Mm-hmm. And this is something that you've seen a couple times. This is them trying to infect you using what is effectively an audio mask. Uh, by broadcast, literally broadcasting the code so that it's picked up by your mechs and then replicates within it. There's a moment of silence when the chattering stops, and suddenly they realize that it is not working. And they begin, almost as a single unit, begin slowly slowly walking, then running towards you. All my audio is filtered so that it comes to me at, uh, at a uh, extremely distorted quality, which to me is the correct... It's actually my personal wavelength for art. <laughs> so. you, you, like, laugh at any heathen that thinks that C is 440 hertz. Yeah. So, uh, this is going to be the first combat. Uh, you may place yourselves anywhere within the green square. Uh, oh. If you have sensors range that manages to, like, see... Let me just double check. Yeah. So if you have any... If any of you... Uh, John, I believe you have the most sensors at 15... So depending on where you're placed, I may give you extra information that you can obviously then relay to people. So to give the idea of the uh, for the viewer for the listeners what's happening, uh, as I said before, there's sort of a line of auto movers that is sort of pushed up against the north wall of the bridge. The south wall of the bridge is completely clear. The players are starting on the left side or the west side of the bridge and are attempting to make their way east. Also, for the players, you will notice that some of the zones are color-coded. You feel free to use these as a way to indicate where you're moving so that the listeners have an idea of the space. So, starting from the west side of the bridge, we have the green zone. Then in the middle, we have a yellow zone. And then on the far eastern side of the bridge, we have a red zone. All right. So, uh, with combat beginning... Oh, so, John, I am going to reveal some stuff because you are close enough to see it. Yes. Give me one second. Reveal. So, while everyone else is concentrated on the swarms of infected subalterns sort of swarm coming towards them, John, your character manages to detect something beyond that. It's a very large mech that seems to have something like a harness and it's pulling something. And as you manage to sort of, uh, like, finally get a good look at it, uh, so as you see it, it sees you. And immediately, again, a sort of mechanical as it sort of locks onto your position and shunts this sort of harness off and seems to be preparing for a fight. So, uh, combat has begun, and as the standard in Lancer, uh, players get to choose who goes first, and then we alternate. Um, I've got a good opening move if no one else... Uh, Go ahead. I'm just trying to figure out which drone I want to deploy first. Uh, Well, I'm also deploying a drone. Oh, multi-drone. Plagiarism. Uh, Yeah, so I'm going to... uh, No, no, not that one. Uh, Deploy my ice out drone. All right. So what does the ice out drone do? Oh, I shall get you a generic drone token. Uh, So the ice out drone uh, has a burst one effect that anyone within that effect is are immune to all tech actions and can't make tech actions and existing conditions and effects that ca- caused by tech actions are 
uh, aren't cleared, but you have immunity to them while you're in the area. All right, so John, I'm placing an ice out drone wherever. Feel free to move that to wherever you'd like. Uh, here, I think. All right. First one, so. Uh, and then uh, I'm going to uh, fire my mortar. All right. Who are you targeting? Um, I'm going to target the big mech. The big guy. Mm-hmm. Nice. Uh, yeah, yellow is fine. There we go. And now you've got a little aura representing the Ice Out Drones uh, area of effect. All right. So against the big guy, make a roll... And I will tell you whether or not that hits. Okay. And remember, your motor has mortar has an inherent uh, difficulty. Yeah. Uh, it it actually calculates all that for me. Oh, nice. I think. Hold on. Oh no. It, oh yeah. Yeah, it did. So uh, I only got a six. Uh, that hits. Or sorry, no, an eight. But yeah. yeah. An eight still hits. Yeah. Hooray. Big guy, not pretty, not very agile. Okay. Uh, that's five explosive damage. Ooh. All right. Uh, All right. So, yeah, that's a pretty meaty hit, and you manage to sort of like, and it seems to like knock him around a little bit, but it doesn't seem to have stopped it uh, from preparing anything. Um, But it does look like you've pretty significantly, you've given it some pretty serious damage. Okay. Uh, On my turn... I am going to move. Uh, all right, so that was John. Hit turn. I'm going to move Swarm 2. They have a point of 4. 1, 2, 3, 4. All right, so Swarm 1 is going to move 1, 2, 3, 4 to here. And as these sort of multiple things sort of scamper out of the darkness uh, towards you. You realize that, like, a lot of them have weird additions. They've sort of crudely melded uh, or welded, like, large blades to their arms or, like, you know, modified their current equipment to be much more dangerous. And as they sort of crawl all over, they are going to attack Friday, and they're going to attack him twice. Okay, go for it. Actually, wait, no. Never mind. So they're going to boost, and they are going to move one, two, three, to here. And now they are going to attack um, Friday and Geiger. Okay. So, uh, attack against Geiger, or attack against Friday. I'm assuming a four doesn't hit. Um, against Friday? Yes. Um... Oh, sorry, a six. Check. What am I comparing this against? Uh, your evasion, which I believe is eight. Yes, that's correct. All right. So first attack misses on Friday, but on Geiger, uh, does a twelve hit? Twelve meets. I believe that means uh, it's meter beat. So I believe that is an effect. So it's a hit. Yeah. So uh, take two kinetic damage. Uh. Okay. Um. As a reaction to that, I'm going to brace. All right. Um, so when you brace, you count as having resistance to all damage, uh, burn and heat from the triggering attack, and until the end of your next turn, all other attacks against you are made at, uh, plus one difficulty. Um, I also have the reactive weave equipment, so when I brace, I become immediately invisible until the end of my next turn, and I can move, uh, my speed. 
All right. So basically, you can just counteract that. So uh, resistance is applied first, so that decreases it from one to two. Uh, oh, wait, no, resistance is after armor. So you have armor, so that reduces it to two, uh, reduces the damage to a half. Uh, but I think because you round up, you still take damage, uh, still take a single point of damage. Good. As, uh, yeah, basically, this swarm of subalterns and exoskeletons crashes into you. And it's it's pretty hectic. It's like, it's not a small, insignificant amount of them. There's like this giant number that is just swarming around you now. Mm. Okay. Well, uh, yeah. And it is now your guys' turn. Okay. Uh, I can go next and deploy a drone beside, wait, Swarm 1, which will keep it from, which will ideally keep it from moving. Uh, Geiger, why did you move? Oh, because uh, I have the reactive weave. Uh, so when oh, I it just allows you to move. Neat. I could just immediately move up to my speed. Yep. So yeah, you realize uh, very quickly that you do not want to be a part of this, and utilizing some more well-known sort of evasive tactics, you kind of duck and weave and pop out the other side. Uh, I also am invisible until the end of the next round. Okay. Um... So I, I, just for the listener, I've moved east on the bridge, so I'm now in the yellow zone. Okay, so do you, does anyone mind if I go next? Go no, for it. Right ahead. Okay. All right. Activate my protocols first. You steady aim. So become immobilized. But gain one plus one accuracy on all attacks made with rifles. Uh, I can't use Shepard drone because I don't have any drones out. But I will deploy my snare Orochi drone. Uh, all right. Uh, you're, you have an Orochi drone token here. I'll just call that snare. Uh, but not street transit sensors. Creation. Share your evasion, e-defense, and speed. So my speed is six. So I will move it beside the swarm right here. Um, so yeah, just like a chunk of uh, Daphne's mech flies off and uh, kind of like flies towards them. And that's like, now, now, hold. I need. I'm trying to get an angle here. Um, oh. They do not have immunity to immobilize. Interesting. Okay. <laughs> um, okay. So, okay, now I have to point it where on my sheet is it. Uh, oh, yeah, I can't see all the different drones that the uh, the Hydra gets because it's a core talent. Uh, so you only get one reaction per turn? Uh, so basically for the uh, Hydra drones, because some of them say they can do that, uh, characters can only take one reaction per turn. But the Hydra has certain things that can happen, like, any number of times around. Uh, I, I thought it was that you could take any number of uh, reactions, but you could only take a reaction once per round. Yes, that is correct. So, if you have several things reacting, several reaction abilities, you can have each of them trigger off, but you can only do them once each. Okay, great. Uh... Oh, yes, at the beginning of my turn, I forgot I have um, less of the held image, so uh, I will use that as a reaction at the start of any allied character's turn, make a lock-on tech action against any character within the line of sight and sensors. Um, where's the AoE for your drone, John? The one that stops you from getting hacked? Uh, it's uh, the first one, it should be visible? Yes, I, I should be visible. I, I can't see it. Uh... Uh, anyway, it's fine. Uh, so I'm going to make a tech oh. action. Uh... But yeah, burst one around John's drone, which is the uh, the blue drone there. Mm -hmm. uh, yeah, I, I can... Image. Yeah, I don't know how to make that visible uh, to other people. I did change okay. it to player permission, see, and edit. So I can maybe see that it. doesn't... 
Okay. Okay, so that's just Joey who can't see. Okay. Weird. So, so tech actions again, I need to roll uh, and then add my you tech have... attack bonus. Then I will just skirm it. Oh, one second. Let me deploy my turret drone. I'll deploy my turret drone. So I'm going to have the uh, turret drone kind of fly up to the left of the swarm and then kind of like mount up and then it's like, now, now, hold, hold. Now just... so, yeah. So how does your snare drone work again? Is that only on reaction? Uh, as a reaction, you may force characters to start their turn adjacent to this drone or move adjacent to it for the first time in a round to make an agility save on a failure. They become immobilized. They only Got cease it. to be immobilized when the drone is destroyed or no longer adjacent or they succeed on an agility save as a quick action. Got it. All right, so turret attack. Oh, I have to... Oh, cool. Okay, so never mind. I forgot. I have to attack first. Cool. All right. So... Um, so you have deployed a drone. So I deployed my turret drone, which is one of my quick actions, so I'll skirmish with the other one. So I'm going to use my spark gun and make an attack. Uh, attack roll four, 14. And what are you aiming against? Uh, the Swarm 1. Alright, uh, 14 hits. What weapon are you using? Smart gun. The smart gun. So, 4 damage total. Oh, uh, sorry. On that attack roll, can you roll a d6? Uh, you have, they're technically in soft, they are considered always in soft cover. Can you roll me a d6 to see if that will bring it down? Uh, I, had double, I had double accuracy. Ah, okay, then, yeah, then it's a wash. All right, uh, so that hits. You're hitting it with the smart gun, which is kinetic damage. Uh, yes, and also the turret follows up and does three kinetic damage. All right, so four. So seven damage. Yes, so the thing is, you're starting to fire at them. And while you're able to pick them off, you kind of realize that there's this, well, it's really hard to actually hit them because like, you know, there's a lot of them but each individual one you manage to destroy with a bullet, like, you know, there's three others that are coming with them. So while you are able to sort of chip away at the swarm, it's not doing nearly as much damage as you would think if you were attacking, say, a much larger unified target. Mm, so it's almost kind of like armor, you'd say? Kind of, yeah. Okay. More like resistance. <laughs> so Fair enough. Those guys go down to six. All right. And okay. that's your turn? Or I do you still have a move? That's my turn. Okay. Uh, hi. So I'm going to attempt swarm one. They have to make an agility check to see if they get immobilized. What's your save target, Joey? Uh, well, uh, that's a nat 20, so I don't think it matters either way. <laughs> yeah, e-defense is... Wait, is it my, based on my e-defense? No, there should be a thing that just says oh, save. save, on your save 12, yes. Yeah. So, well, 20 will still clear that. So they are not immobilized. Uh, and they are going to move. One, two, three, four. And then they are going to boost to move to one, two, three, four. Uh, and they are going to take, again, an attack on Friday and an attack on Flock. Oh, no. So, attacking Friday. Uh, does a 17 hit? Yep, that does it. Okay, take two kinetic damage. Okay. And flock. Uh, does a 20 hit? On, um, yes. 
<laughs> uh, also take two kinetic damage. As once again, this wave of, basically a wave of the swarm crashes into you and begins clawing at the various components of your mech, <gasps> trying to bury themselves in you. How dare you? All right. And that is their turn. So that is Flock's turn done. That's infected one done. All right, your guys' go again. Okay. Um, given that we're surrounded on both sides by these things, I think now might be a good opportunity for my character to start uh, jumping in there. Go for it. Cool, thank you. So, Harry, yes. these swarms are made up of a bunch of, well, little drones and robots, right? Yes, so think like subalterns, so, you know, human-sized uh -huh. robots, uh, exoskeletons. Some of the exoskeletons, they actually still have the human pilots inside them, but they're Ooh. clearly corpses, and the yeah. exoskeleton itself is just moving on its own. So, I'm curious. My character is well-built for things like grappling and stuff. Would that be possible against these swarms, or is there just too many of them for the grappling to be effective? Roll me a... Does your character, like, does your, like, pilot character have any skills for, like, analyzing the battlefield or anything like that? Uh, let me take a look. Just a sec. Um, let's see. How can I Yeah, I don't know how you can pilot. see pilots. Oh, I know what I can do. Uh, Colin, I'll just open up a separate one and look at your character sheet. Okay, thank you. Pilot roster. Jason Lake. I mean, you could just make some sort of systems check, maybe? Systems work. Uh, I'll also say that you can make a take control check, as this does sort of... That's sort of the embodiment of what you're trying to figure out. Mm. So you can make a roll with a pl d20 roll with a plus six. Okay. Uh, that is a 13 total. All right. Well, that will pass since this isn't a particularly risky roll. So you realize pretty quickly that, again, much like the, the bullets that uh, Flock is using, your grapnel is kind of built for much larger targets. So yeah. you could use it on them. But the problem is, you'd fire the grapnel at one of them. The grapnel, by its sheer size, would just crush it, embed in the ground, yeah. and then everything else would just run around it. Yeah, like, there's no po Yeah, these grapnels are good for singular targets, but against a swarm like this, it's just, like, basically trying to kill a swarm of hornets by using a fly swatter against one at a time. Yes, so you have discovered that the swarms are immune to the grapple condition. Okay, cool. In that case, instead of that, I'm just going to go for uh, the classic melee attacks. So, right. I've got my big old nanocarbon machete out, and I'm just going to start hacking away at these things. Mm -hmm. Okay, so this is going to be a d20 to attack? Yeah, you can actually just uh, also, uh, if you just click on the, the skir skirmish button on, on your sheet, it'll actually do all the math for you. Oh, okay. Yeah, because this doesn't take into account your grit. Okay. Uh, which attack was that? Which attack was that first attack uh, against? The first attack was against uh, swarm number two. All right. Uh, so a ten will hit. Roll damage. Oh. Okay. So that is one d six plus four. All right. Nine points of damage. Kinetic. Jesus Christ! Ugh. Monster. Mm -hmm. Okay. Uh, so that is going to reduce. That was to one. You said correct. I mean. If you think about oh, it, no, to two. He, he oh, to two. Torn two. So if you think about it, he probably isn't even slashing them. He probably just turned his blade sideways, and is like <laughs> hitting them with like a big spatula. 
Yeah, that's that's pretty much what I'm imagining this as. Is you just like yeah. you bring it low and like you're cutting the lawn at summer camp. You just whoosh. Yep. Yeah. Um. All that time spent uh, groundskeeping at the summer camp that I worked at. This is it's coming in handy. Right. And once per round, when you hit with this weapon, you can make another melee attack with the same weapon as a free action against a different character. So that's going to be against Swarm number one. Oh, right. You've got Executioner. Uh-huh. And if it hits, it deals half damage. So, uh-huh. That is a, yeah, uh, 13. All right. So... Plus two. Yep, that hits. So... Cool. Half of nine rounded up is five. Half of five rounded up is three. Mm. So yeah, um, uh, swarm one is not looking so hot. So yeah, you've managed to like like with that sort of mighty swing, you've pretty managed to take out a pretty good chunk of swarm two, and you've mm. really started wearing down swarm one. But uh, cool. they're still coming with singular determination. All right, and I will end my turn. All right. Okay. Uh Yeah, you know what? Let's let's do something fun. Oh no. Uh, oh, but I got to do Mm. Mm. You know what? No, we'll we'll do that instead. All right. So that's that one, that one. All right. Uh It is not going to do anything. So, something is going to happen further down the tunnel as you hear once again that incessant shattering that they do, but it's not coming from any of the mechs that you can see. Uh-oh. Right. Oh, that's not good. Now, what is that wonderful sound? And... I must sample it. No. no. <laughs> oh, boy. Uh, hey, Jonathan, does a 25 hit you? Um, yeah, I guess so. Even uh, you're... Oh, wait, I'm invisible. Questions. <laughs> I have I'm, to ask. I'm invisible, so you need to roll a 50% mischance before an attack is even rolled. Uh, let me just double check something. I'm sorry, Jonathan. This time, I do not. Oh, no! <laughs> All right, so, Jonathan, you suddenly feel this, like, suddenly your, like, systems on the inside of your mech say, lock on detected, lock on detected. Mm. And you're like, wait, how is that possible? And the minute, uh, like, you start seeing that message, um, this big guy right here uh, suddenly like snaps his attention towards you and you realize that this lock-on is screwing with your ability to like uh, sensor jam their signals. So as long as you have this lock-on condition, uh, you are shredded, you can't hide or become invisible. Ugh, terrible. But the good news is it is your turn. All right, well, so I guess these two swarms are occupied. Um. Because I braced, I can't move, so I'm kind of stuck here. I was counting on being invisible to keep me uh, safe, but I guess I can't really do that anymore. So I'm just going to take aim at this guy and uh, whack him with my rail rifle. All right. Uh, so you're attacking the big guy? I'm attacking the big guy. All right. Uh, roll it. All right. So the metal mark levels this mid-sized rail gun on its shoulder... And, uh, does a... Oh, baby! Okay, so I'm rolling in comp con. Uh, anything over 20 is a critical It's a critical, hit. yes. All right, well, I got a 21. Oh, baby. <laughs> okay. <laughs> that does, in fact, hit its evasion, yes. Just okay. to clear, be clear. All right. Um, well, 
damage rolled, six kinetic. Okay. Ooh, damn. Uh, all right. Uh, so this thing's basically a railgun you're shooting it with, right? Yes. So you managed to hit it, and uh, like you managed to hit it square on. Uh, that was also re-rolling the damage dice to get max damage, yes? Or does Comcon take care of that immediately? Uh, you don't um, get max damage automatically. Uh, no, yeah. sorry, you roll a second die and then see which one is the higher for Chris. Comcon does take care of that, I believe. Okay, cool. Uh, so yeah, you managed to hit this thing like pretty much square in the chest. Unfortunately, it seems to have some sort of like weird armor plating that rather than punching a hole straight through, it manages to hit one of the plates and kind of tears it off. So it, you've managed to take a chunk out of it, but it's not nearly as big a chunk as you had hoped. All right. Oh. CompCon is also reminding me. This is a great, a great little app. It's so good, isn't it? It's so good. It's reminding me that um, I have a synergy from uh, my uh, one of my talents where uh, the when I start my turn hidden, the first attack roll of any kind um, sends my target reeling. The target must succeed on a hull save or become slowed, impaired, and unable to take reactions until the end of their next turn. Ooh, baby. All right. Yeah. So hull save. What's your save target? What is my save target? Your save target is 12. 12. Oh, it's one short. Ugh. So it is now slowed, impaired, and what was and, the last one? And it can't take reactions until the end of its next turn. Oh, oh. Yeah. This big guy is not having a good time. Mm-hmm. Well, oh. neither am I. <laughs> oh, so this is the guy at the end, right? The the guy that, yes, the, the big guy. The big uh, guy size thing. two. Yeah. Um, all right. Uh, well, uh, just, uh, I'm just going to roll a tech attack on the big guy, I think. Just uh, like, are you a... able to take a reaction to do that? Yeah, at the beginning of any person's turn. And I oh. forgot, I forgot <laughs> to do it last round, so. Any any allied person's turn. So I'll just roll d20. Uh, 14 against e-defense. Uh, there we go. 14 against E-Defense. Uh, uh, yeah, that's going to hit. All right, so he's locked on. Good gravy. Just so much stuff. Mm. Mm. All right. Um, and um, Jonathan, is that your turn? Oh, that is the end of my turn, yes. Okay, now it is time for... Oh, sorry. He's not in my sensor range. He is uh, not locked on. Yeah, he's not locked on. Uh, just lock on to, the, to Swarm 1 then, I guess. Right. I assume that the 15 would have hit them too. Yes. Yeah. Or the 14. <sighs> and a little no sign to indicate a lock on. All right. So now it is time for everybody on my side of the board to go. Woo. So let's see. How far can this thing? Wait, everybody? Yes. I haven't Once gone. Once you guys oh, run out of actions, no. everyone that is left over goes. I haven't gone yet. You have. You have. You Wait. Yeah, I thought we started a new round. No. no. The others oh. in the seed have yet to go. Oh. And if you haven't noticed, there's this section here you can't see. Mm -hmm. Oh, no. Everyone knows the rule is if we can't see them, they don't get to act until we move. That's, <laughs> that's how it works. That's, yeah, that's, that's XCOM rules. These... <laughs> yeah, you haven't discovered the pod yet. Yeah. Okay. Um, let's see. All right. So first, we're going to have... This little guy, this wonderful little guy go that I'm selecting that you can't see. And six. So one, 
two. So stepping into Geiger and uh, Bloody Lady Senso's range, there is suddenly this sort of like very weird. It looks like it was the body of a subaltern, but now its limbs have been sort of wrapped around. So it's effectively walking on all fours like an animal. And it sort of quickly scurries out of the darkness. One, two, three, four, five, six. And it also seems to have this wicked large blade sticking out of its arm that seems to be crudely shoved in, but the blade glows red hot. Let's see, one, two, and yes, it is within range. And it is gonna use its ability, Leap. So it moves six spaces in any direction and must land on the surface. And when it lands, characters adjacent to it must make a pull, an agility saver be knocked prone. And from it suddenly its position, it crouches down locks eyes with Geiger and then leaps across the battlefield right beside you and with Whoa. a sort of sort of slams into you. Make an agility save, please. All right. That's just straight up plus my agility and grit. Is that right? Yes. Okay. Is there a way to make uh, saves like this within CompCon? I'm not sure. I'm not looking at the player side of things. Okay. That's fine. That's uh, fine. I'll just do it in real 20. I, yeah, I don't see one. Okay. Um, I get plus one accuracy on all agility checks. So, and we are, we're at Grit 1, is that right? Uh, grit 2, I believe, for License Level 3. Ooh, baby. Uh, well, I'm pretty good at these, so that's a 19. All right, you pass. As you manage to hold strong, and it didn't knock you down, which is good, because otherwise this next thing would have really hurt. Uh, and then, seeing that you're still standing, it's going to attempt to take a swipe at you. Okay. Oh, and I lose that. I'm guessing uh, eight doesn't hit, correct? Uh, nope, my evasion is 12. All right, so yeah, it attempts to take a swing at you with this superheated blade, but uh, it's far too slow, and you're seeing this coming a mile away, and a you just kind of duck and dodge. Anime after-image dodge. <laughs> yes, full on. All right, so that is its turn. Wait, did it use up the, uh, the lock-on? Uh, it did not, no. Okay. It already has accuracy on its attacks. You got six. Okay. Following it, this very peculiar looking sort of thing. You'd almost hesitate to call it a, a mech. It's more like a drone that seems to have had a, what looks almost like a very large scale taser sort of, again, hastily welded to the bottom of it as it flies up to here. And I don't think it's going to boost again anywhere. Um... It's going to event then, uh, and during this entire time, this drone is sort of like just hovering through the air and flying. It's just not doing so, um, you know, like it's doing so close to the ground. You guys should be able to see a little blue, uh, like a bar on it. That'll indicate its height in the scene if it decides that he wants to go up. And yeah, I don't think it can actually get to there. And sensors, what's it sensors? Five. And it is going to boost to get to here. Oh, you're just in range. All right. Um, and it is going to attempt. Suddenly, uh, Friday, the drone manages to oh. level off. It locks onto you. But rather than the incessant chattering you begin to hear, uh, suddenly you realize your mech alerts you that it's attempting to intrude on your systems. Oh, God damn it. Wait, I it can't. He, it can't. He's unhackable. He's within one space of the of the. You're barrier. right. So it tries. Oh. And uh, you know what? I'll say that it didn't know that. That's what the ice out drone did. So it attempts the action and automatically fails. 
Okay then. So um, I'm looking at my computer and it looks like, you know, um, it, the systems are being invaded, but like at 20% suddenly something kicks in and yeah, just it's shut out. Yeah, and if you, this drone could somehow like emote frustration, it would do so, but it can't, can't really. So it's just going to sit there impotently. And right, finally, then. it is the Beast of Burden's turn. So it is slowed, so it can only move its base speed, which is three. So one, two, three, and that's all it gets. Uh, and it is impaired, but it has a range of 10. Oh no, if only it had the ability to boost. Damn it, this sucks ass. I hate this. Um, you know what? Yeah, this is what it's going to do. So it manages to lumber up to there, and then, suddenly, a cube! It has created a size 2 piece of cover uh, that it is effectively hiding behind. Oh. oh, that was a poor move. Very <laughs> bad choice. Oh? Gravity squeeze! <laughs> Gravity squeeze! <laughs> oh no, I have jackhammer rounds. Yeah, fun blow-up times. Um... Yeah, and that will be its turn, as everything has now moved into the yellow zone, except for one thing, which will remain a surprise for later. And with that, it is the start of a new round, so you guys get to choose uh, which one of you guys goes first. All right. Uh, if y'all have any, like, uh, synergies or anything you want to pop off, you better do it. I, I've got one target and one target alone. I'm going to nuke this guy. <laughs> <laughs> the guy behind uh, the cover? No, the thing in front of him. Oh, okay. I mean, I can do some stuff, but nothing that requires anyone else, so... Uh, my plan is going to be the same as it was last round, just wailing away at the swarms on either side of us. I'm going to leave the swarm, because I don't want to be attacked anymore, and then I'm probably going to move towards the big guy. Or, uh, maybe not, or maybe I'll move I'll move laterally and sit beside Chris, I think. Uh, so... Harry, I actually do have a question before I, I, I try and take a move. Shoot. You said we can't grapple these things. Correct. Can they, they be immune. moved by large magnetic field? Uh, let me double check. Does the magnetic field count as knockback? Uh, or is it just involuntary uh, movement? It is just involuntary movement. Then that is okay. All right, second question. How much of them has to be off the bridge to fall in the water? Uh, so, like I said, uh, the bridge is a, like, sealed tube. Um, so I'm assuming you're talking about your little fun teleport grenades, yes? Yeah. Okay, so here's the way that I'm going to rule how the grenades work. When you use them on an object that is, like, greater than size 1, you choose a point, like a square, basically, that is going to be affected. If the effect goes off, if you can move that point into the water, then they're, like, outside the bridge. Assuming, of course, that, like, for this case of the swarm, um, I might make a ruling that, like, if you cut them in half, like, it just does, like, a flat amount of damage. Okay, yeah, because I, I, I am wondering, uh, like, I have a lot of methods of moving things around, and I want to know what what will and will not work for, the, for this. Yeah, so what I'll say is for singular target objects like uh, the Beast of Burden, the, the big guy, as long as you can get the whole thing like off the bridge, then it's done. For the swarm, um, basically, depending on how much you've been able to move them off, I'll make a judgment call whether it's all of them or like an amount of damage. <sighs> okay. But it is still your initiative. Okay, well, John, you seem to want to go first, so... Uh, yeah, if you guys don't mind me trying to uh, 
uh, trying to uh, uh, do a yeah, do a hot stunt. I had. All right, I'm going to move. Um, hold on. Uh, uh, all right, I'm going to uh, for my first action use my jackhammer round. All right. Uh, on the uh, on the uh, bottom. Uh, Basically, the one of the bottom corners of the, uh, yeah. the cover. Yeah, this one. Okay. Uh, so. Any characters adjacent to the target are knocked back from it by two spaces and take two kinetic damage. Damn. Oh, yeah, that's just, like, straight up, huh? Like, no chance of resisting. Nope. One, two, and he takes two kinetic damage. All right. So, again, like, the the armor it's got does manage to weather a little bit, but you do manage to see little chunks come off from the debris as you basically load around and just boom, boom. Yeah. And then I'm going to... Uh, move. Alright, uh, I'm gonna say Swarm 2 is going to take the reaction and take a swipe at you. Okay. Uh, yeah, that's Swarm 2. Uh, and... Does a 12 hit? Uh, is this an attack that will deal kinetic damage? Yes. Uh, I'm gonna mag parry it. Okay. Uh, reaction. And that is... I think that's you roll a d6 and if it's uh, a certain number, just no-sell it? Yeah. If it's a five or more. All right. Roll uh, off. I don't. It doesn't actually roll that for me. Weird. Um, yeah. There's some stuff it does. Some stuff it does. Ah, five parried. <laughs> you dare attempt to strike the master of magnetism with metal arms. Pshaw. Welcome to die. <laughs> all right. So that's yeah. all of my movement. And uh, now I am going to deploy a warp grenade. Okay. Uh, and that's going to do, uh, deploy here, and that's yeah. So, sorry. So, yeah. If you want, you can just mark the the square you're throwing it to, and then I think it's a burst five. Uh, no, uh, burst three. Only burst five if it's oh if I use right. Like a mine, but uh, still, right. Burst yeah. three. Burst so three is pretty good. One, two, three, and then I can move it anywhere within burst three. Yes. If it, um. Uh, it uh, it needs to pass an engineering check to avoid. All right. What's our engineering save? Uh, where is that on the sheet again? It should just be a thing that says save. Uh, save target thirteen. All right. Well, unfortunately, it rolled a nineteen, so it is going to resist being pulled into the void. Hmm. Unfortunate. Well. Um. Uh. Then I am going to spend a. Uh, overcharge. Alright, so take your one heat. Uh, it automatically does it for me when I do overcharge. Damn, right. that's handy. Uh, and I'm going to fire the magnetic cannon. Okay. Uh... Uh, I'm going to fire it at this... Uh, uh, where's the, the tool to do... Uh, Lines? Uh, to... Oh. There we go, yeah. Yeah, so I have seven... Yep, eight squares. So I'm going to pull that drone closer. Ooh, nice. <laughs> so, well, assuming I hit. Yeah. All right. Uh, so uh, so is the primary target of this attack going to be the swarm or the drone? Uh, it's uh, it's the drone, but there's there are, there are additional effects. Yes. Um, so. Because the ruling for, like, area of effects is that you do the primary one, uh, you roll separate attacks against each target, and then depending on which is the primary and which is, like, the... Um, 
for damage. Other effects are, you know, whatever they are. Say, yeah, so primary it. is going to be the, uh, the, the drone. All right. So um, that's going to be an attack. Uh, it does three hit. Uh, three does not hit. Okay. Well, um, but you can but, still make the attack against the um, the swarm. Yeah. Uh, yeah, but the um, here's the thing: when I fire the primary round, uh, I have collateral damage. When oh no, that's that's for crit uh, impact. There it is. Uh, when I um, oh, this uh, is a cannon, motherfucker. Yeah. Uh, one before oh before rolling the attack, all, all characters adjacent must uh, succeed a whole save or being. Uh, or be knocked back by one space. All right. Uh, so and then um, not groaned. I'm going to just double check something really quickly. Uh, so the swarm, it's not a, it's immune to knock back, but not to being prone. Okay. So what I will say is that you do fire it off, and unfortunately, because you're used to dealing with again larger targets, the the actual effect doesn't like push them back as much as you would think, but it does knock them over uh, if they fail the hull save. Uh, does a six pass your save? No. All right, they are knocked prone. Cool. And then I get to be pushed in any direction, one space. So I move up. Uh, I move up one, and then uh, as a secondary attack, I I'm gonna hit them with my tactical knife. Give them the old stabby stabby. Does four hit the uh... the swarm? Uh, it does not. So you're trying to take slashes at them, but again, there's just, there's so many of them that even if you manage to, like, nick one of the, you're not really doing any, like, significant, like, pinning them down to the ground and tearing them apart. You're just kind of nicking them, and there's so many of them that you just can't, like, manage to actually beat them off with the, uh, the knife. Oh, yeah. Oh, I assume that the three also missed, because it's a, my cannon is a line of, of uh, effect. Yes. Okay. Well, you roll uh, a separate attack for each person in the the effect is the thing. Oh, uh, hold on. Let me just real quick roll a, a an extra roll then. Mm-hmm. Uh, Plus two. That does hit. Okay, so the the swarm is still takes. Uh, I believe it's a, a D three. It's bonus damage is half, but since it's plus one, it's plus one. So roll me a D three. Okay. Uh, uh, there's no D3 on the, on anything that I have access to. I'm just going to take out a physical die. Nope, that one's a fake die. That's not going to help me. I roll plus. Oh, what the? I roll minus it heals? <laughs> All right, so that's, um, that's going to be three plus three. one. So that's four. Okay. Uh, uh, so as you and, fire... Oh, sorry, go ahead. Uh, it also needs to make a hole save. Uh, does a hole... F- uh, does a 15 beat your save? Uh, yes, it does. Okay, right. so it's not pulled. Okay. However, one thing you notice as you fire the mag, because it's a line, uh, this is actually really effective against the, uh, the swarm, because you're able to just point in a direction, and anything in that direction gets hit by it, which mm-hmm. causes much more damage than even the impressive, uh, like, you know, swing that was managed to be performed by Friday uh, a few moments earlier. Yeah. Um, but yeah, it's, uh, uh, so, and it's also energy damage, not kinetic damage, so. Yes. That matters. Alright, that's my turn. That's all, all right. my, that's all my bullshit done. Bags of tricks. So, that's Bloody Lady. Um, um, 
All right. The la like the last like at this point, Swarm Two is really looking haggard. Like it's only down to a few stragglers, but though they may be few, they are still fairly dangerous because they're effectively machines with no restraint. And so, uh, let's see. You know what, Friday? You tried to kill more. You managed to kill a lot of them before. They're gonna try and take one last swipe at you. Good. Okay. Uh, does a seven hit? No, it does not. All right. So yeah, the the last stragglers kind of try to pile themselves onto the legs of Friday's mech, but mm. they're just not strong enough to be able to get through the uh, uh, Friday's armor. And oh. that is NPC two done for the round. Uh, back to you guys. Uh, if you guys like, I can finish off Swarm two and uh, get to work on Swarm one. Sure. sure. Yeah, I don't. I, I'm honestly, I can go last. I don't have anything that needs to go first. Okay, so first off, I'm gonna roll for a melee attack against Swarm Two. Okay, that is a ten total to hit. Uh, ten hits. Cool. Okay. And if you do any amount of damage, you'll kill it. Max damage. <laughs> you kill it with style and efficiency. Yeah. As you just, which uh, weapon are you using? The chain axe or the sword? Uh, the big old machete. All right, so yeah, you, again, back from your days in the summer camp, yeah, it's just like hacking weeds. Yep. And okay. uh, Swarm 2 is down. We And uh, one moment, please. I just need to check. Uh, okay, and I will make another melee attack with the same weapon against Swarm number 1. Okay. So. Roll it. All right, that is a 12 to hit. That will also hit. Cool. And, and this is the same the take half damage from the previous attack? Yep. Alright. So, oh, nice. It even automatically just moves them into a destroyed pile. Very nice. Uh, so, half damage from that, half damage from the resistance. Uh, so, just... so, unfortunately, there's so few of them that you don't manage to catch a lot of them in the backswing, but you do manage to catch a couple as they kind of go flying in scrap heaps. Cool. And... Is that that was just one action, right, Chris? Um, the skirmish. The, uh, yeah, that's a skirmish attack. All right. So, what are you going to do for your other action? Uh, what do you guys think would be the best thing I could do now? Continue. Uh, do you have any one? systems that can that can be deployed or activated or grenades? Uh, give me a minute. Just... I mean, you could also just swing at the um with the other with your uh, axe. Can you... One of your axes, I should say. Two skirmish actions in one turn? Yes. Uh, I, I, I believe so, can't you? No, I believe you have to take the barrage action. Oh, I oh yes. You so can't that... use the same weapon twice. Right. Alright, I don't... Do you have any other abilities you want to use that have quick actions, like that charge you up or something? You can uh... also <laughs> always just use the base tech attack that every mech has the ability to do. And what does that do exactly? Uh, you uh... can put a lock-on on something. Give someone can, an extra d6 on, on the next can, roll. Yeah, you can put a lock on something. You can invade them, which just causes them to take heat. Uh, and there's other stuff. Let me just quickly double check. So yeah, you can lock on. Um, you can bolster somebody else to give them a plus two accuracy on their next skill check or save. Uh, or yeah, you can invade, which you can impair them, slow them, and make them take two heat if it succeeds. Um, I've got a question. What about core systems is that considered like a full oh it's a quick action your well, core so core systems are either protocols which has to be done at the start of your turn and i will say this is going to be split up into two distinct fights 
So if you so, so save your core system until the second fight, I think is what he's trying to tell us. Yes. Okay. Uh, in that case, you know, I'm just gonna keep things simple, and I'm gonna use my chain axe against swarm no- swarm number one. All right. So uh, let's see here. Just a moment, please. Uh, that is only a five. Uh, that does not hit. Uh, sense. Okay. You're starting to find it actually very difficult to hit the individual targets uh, as they kind of like scurry about. Ah, jeez, they're tough when they're just a bunch of little ones. All right. Uh, okay, so back to my turn. Um, all right. Uh, so flyer. So the little flying guy here. Uh, he is going to attempt to use that little taser that's attached to him and attack Geiger. Uh, I gotta get out of the limelight here. <laughs> yeah, it's almost like I specifically chose certain things that could remove invisibility for this exact purpose. Uh, does a 10 hit your evasion? Uh, no. It do- Wow, goddamn! I got 12 evasion. Yeah, alright, so yeah, this, uh, basically this like energy bolt sort of flies out of this taser but once again like this is this is child's play you have dealt with these things before um um it doesn't oh. say anything but inside its head it's like nunny <laughs> <laughs> all right so seeing that they uh the, the little energy bolt has failed suddenly this like harpoon deploys out of the back and is also going to take a shot at you <laughs> oh wait sorry this is a tech attack so, a digital harpoon. Oh. All right, yeah. Uh, so, confirm. So, it is going to use its impale systems. Does a nine beat your E-defense? It sure does. Okay. Uh, so, you take three heat, and you are jammed until the end of their next turn. Okay. As what- suddenly, uh, your systems just become overloaded with what seems to be various sort of uh, machine code. I see. Uh, jammed means I can't move, which is fine. All right. And uh, that is the flyer is not going to move. It is going to end its turn. So back to you guys. All right. I will go now. Uh, okay. First things first, I'm going to move the fuck out of here. Uh, I'm going to use my <laughs> boosters. So uh, one, one, two, three. Four, five, six. All right. So as you move, uh, Swarm One is going to attempt to use the reaction to take a swipe at you. Okay. And does an eleven hit you? Yes. All right. Take two kinetic damage. Okay. As a few of them manage to grapple onto your legs and are trying to pull you down, Oof. pull out. Uh, but oh dear. Um. It's not much damage, but your pride is more wounded than anything else. Yeah, let me just double check. Eight. Uh, apply attention. Boost all flying. Okay, so that's fine. So I'm gonna take two heat at the end of this turn. Because it's your size. My size is one, right? Yeah, uh, yes. Yeah, size plus one heat. So I'm gonna take two heat at the end of this turn. Um, I'm going to activate Hunter Lock on this on the this guy. So this guy's this, this guy's hunter lock now. This drone. Uh, all right. Oh, also I get to move any of my drones up to four spaces. One, two. And I'll put four here, so that guy can't move. All right. Uh, then I'll move this one. One, two, 
four. So I can hit the, this guy. One, seven, yep. All right. Uh, and then I will, with my second quick action, uh, I will shoot this thing, shoot that guy with my smart gun. The, uh, the drone? Yes. Are you sure you want to target the drone? Uh, so this, it this probably guy? has a good E defense if it's a hacking drone. Uh, it's, well, that's fine. It's also jamming me, so if you could take it out, that'd be great. <laughs> yeah, see, it, it, my, my gun is plus one accuracy, so. Alright, roll it. Uh, okay, uh, I got 21. <laughs> okay, yeah, that hits. That's a critical uh, hit. Ooh. So, uh, roll your damage dice twice and take the higher number. Uh, I only I get four no matter what. Oh so right, four. the smart gun. Yeah. Okay, yeah. Uh... So it actually does seven damage because of hunter lock, and then uh, my turret also hits it for three damage. The ten damage. <laughs> <laughs> so in a flurry of bullets, uh, this thing gets Swiss cheesed. As... <laughs> get out of my frame! <laughs> Just so simply hideous. Yeah, as this uh, this thing gets shot apart, like yeah. you'll see at the end of Bonnie and Clyde, like that level of shot apart. So like, as opposed to like, so the thing is, I have the ace uh, skill, but like, what what that is is that I my robot is just so fancy that it like pilots itself. Essentially, my character is like the opposite of a person who knows what they're doing. So he just put he's he's so rich that he's just like all the buttons are macros that some genius programmer made. So he just hits the like. Now that one! And then he hits the die button. <laughs> uh, <laughs> and, then it go, and then it's erased from existence. He's like, oh, good. <laughs> That's just like five different guns target the same thing and shoot yeah. it to death. Yes. Ugh. All right. So much stress. Uh, I'm going to, if you look, uh, Daphne looks over to the mirror. Oh, oh my, are those wrinkles. Um, all right. And confirm. Target destroyed. Uh, I believe that's all my actions, because I activate Hunter Lock and I skirmished. Uh, no free action. Uh, I guess I'll deploy my gas drone, that's a free action. Can I have another drone, please? Drone incoming. And just let me give it the little nameplate. Yes. Uh, this is your gas drone, yes? Yes. Gassed. Oh, by the way, I found out where that, uh, the pilot skills, uh, the are um, in the logbook under other. Ah, okay, that's what they are. Mm -hmm. uh, there's your gas drone. You should be able to move it to wherever you wish. Or uh, wherever is deployable. Think it has to be adjacent to you? I'm not sure. Uh, anywhere within sensor range. Sensors in line of sight as a free action where it becomes stationary hovering drone. Good lord. So put it right here. Fucking Hydras, man. Look, I don't want to do any work. <laughs> um, okay, and I believe that's it. Okay. Uh, alright, well, let's see. So, that is flock done. Um, yeah, let's... Oh, I see. Um, yeah, let's let's have uh, the Beast of Burden go, because now you guys are actually have stuff in range that it can actually... Actually, no, um... If something dies when it's jamming, does that immediately remove its status? Because it's no longer in the turn order. Hmm? What do you mean? Like, because uh, the flyer was jamming and it was contingent on its next turn, but now that it's dead, is that effect removed? Yeah, I, I, I would say so. It. If it's an active effect, then... Makes sense. Ooh, so yeah, you are no That's longer good. jammed. Good, That's because otherwise great. this next thing might have hurt. Uh, okay, what can it do? Um... 
See, I've placed all my drones in front of me, so I can't physically move through those spaces. <laughs> Alright, uh, I'm gonna say that the uh, the scrapper, as it is called, is going to um, let's see, six squares? No, it is going to move to... Oh, right, I should check to see if it recharges its stuff. It does not recharge its stuff. Uh... You know what? It's angry as hell. Uh, Jonathan, you are going to get the assassin's mark placed upon you. Okay. So uh, it now has resistance to your damage. Damage that it deals to you cannot be reduced, and it gains a plus one accuracy on all saves, but you force on it. All right. As this thing seemingly seems to fixate on you, and now is going to attempt again to take another swing at you. All right. Um, does it gain an accuracy on this? It does. It gains two accuracy. What? I think it just barely enough. Twelve is your evasion, right? Uh, that meets. Yep. Yeah. All right. Uh, so it swings into you with its blade. Um, I could, and it'll consume the lock-on. Why not? To give it an extra accuracy. Wow. Three ones on a D6. What the fuck? Three D6. Uh, and you take four kinetic damage that, because of the assassin's mark, cannot be reduced. Okay. Ouch. Appears to be trying to cut you up. And that is the scrapper's turn. And Geiger, it is your go. All right. You are well, no longer being jammed. Yeah, all my defensive abilities have been taken away from me, and I'm uh, in sword-to-sword -sword combat with this thing. All right. Um, so you can move into my swarm, and you'll be safe because it won't be able to follow you. Uh, uh, which swarm is that? My oh my. So if you go between my just like here, like we're in the middle, of my all my drones. Because if yeah. it moves, if it tries to move past the snare drone, it won't be able to. Well, it, the snare drone might stop it. Yes, the snare drone oh. has a chance to disable its movement if it moves towards it. I see. Interesting. All right, I'll keep that in mind. Um, with its two uh, auxiliary arms, the metal mark frame reaches behind its back and pulls a large blade from a sheath. Uh, this uh, heavy blade has a metal microwire mesh around it, and with a quick action, I'm going to activate this shock wreath oh god now it deals burn uh yeah right. um oh hey Roll for your attack i am rolling hold on i'm just gonna do this in roll 20 because i think i i don't know if i've done something wrong in the uh comp con but it's not taking into account my crit or my attack bonus one of the two hmm, weird yeah it's probably something that i messed up okay that's a 12 all right um 12, I, yeah, it meets it. All right, so roll your damage and burn. Okay, um, so that's, whoops. All right, that's six energy damage Oof. and two burn. Okay, Ooh. so one, two, three, four, five, six. Out of there. And no, it doesn't have a thing for burn. Interesting. Oh, there it is. One, two. Uh, and it takes, so it takes the two burn immediately. As you bring down this heavy, superheated sword directly into it, and uh, you manage to, with a resounding crunch, stick it almost directly in this thing's torso as the blade begins to heat up and melt away other parts of it. All right. Um, so on a skirmish action, I can immediately move 
two spaces. So I'm going to move here. And does that trigger uh, reactions? It does not. <laughs> you stab this thing in the chest and then go, bye, leave. <laughs> yeah. All right. Um, all right. And uh, that's uh, that's my turn. Okay. Now for the rest of these guys. Um, these guys can actually, yeah. Uh, so Swarm 2 is going to move towards Flock. Uh, Chris, you may take a reaction uh, to attack them if you'd like. Woohoo! Okay. And that is uh, a six to hit. Uh, that does not hit. Yeah, my d20 skills are uh, not so hot tonight. Yeah, it's, uh, it turns out it's hard to hit them when they were coming at you. It's even harder to try and get the little bastards when they're running away from you. Gosh, it's like trying to stomp on a bunch of cockroaches. Okay. And... Has it lost more than half its HP? Yes. Uh, it is going to attempt to attack Flock again. It seems they want a piece of you. Okay. <laughs> and they rolled a natural one. Cool. All right. That that lets me use my acrobatic ability, then. Uh, I get to move up to three spaces. See ya. <laughs> well, you people and your movement of reactions. I don't like it. That will be their turn. Uh... Oh, sorry. Two spaces. Oh, that was two. Never mind. Um... Uh, yeah, let's do that. So something happens again in the darkness. You hear this sort of like chittering and chattering. And to accuracy. Um, what's your E defense? Uh, Flock, what's your E defense? My E defense is 12. All right. Uh, so they managed to beat that. Uh, so again, you suddenly hear the sense of like, lock on, lock on detected, lock on detected, but you can't see where exactly it's coming from. If you wanted an autograph, you could just ask. All right. And then it is going to attempt just a raw ass invade on you. Uh, unfortunately, it's follow-up, uh, you seem... So you have some sort of macro here that just says tech stuff, and I'm assuming you hit that button. It doesn't get rid of the lock-on, but it does seem to protect you against whatever the other thing that it was trying to do uh, while you were busy with that. Now I really wish I had put an NHP in this, so I could just say it's doing all the work. <laughs> <laughs> Alright, so that is that guy's turn, and it's the big guy's turn. And it's conditions are still active because it's still slowed and impaired, but that's okay because you guys are here now. Um, so it is going to move one, two, and it is going to attempt to use Graviton Lance against uh, Geiger. Oh no, that's a line 10. Never mind. Or no, that's, yeah, no. Uh, yeah, Graviton Lance against Geiger. So plus one attack, plus one accuracy. Uh, does a 13 hit? Yep. All right, uh, so this thing sort of like pulls out this giant cannon on its other side, and you realize what that is. It's like the gravity drive for certain like low-flying vehicles, and it activates, and you see this turbine start swirling, and paracausal effects generating an artificial gravity that sort of reaches out and grabs onto you. Uh, in the process, you get sort of hit with this massive backlash of what you assume is paracausal energy. Uh, you take two energy damage, and you are slowed until the end of the Beast of Burden's next turn. Okay. And nobody's within three that everybody wants to do. All right, yeah, so that is its turn. It is now the next round. So once again, you guys have the top of the initiative as it sort of tried to maneuver around to get a uh, shot on Geiger. 
Um, which what's the uh, the the middle drone that Joey has? There. Uh, the one in the the. This the this one. That's the. It's the gas. It's the turret. What what is the gas do? Uh, it, I, it's just a, a, another gun that I can use, and I can move it around. So I can like, the idea is is that you just use it to attack stuff, and if you move it closer, it uses it. You can originate the damage from it position instead of your position. Yes. Okay. So it's just a floating gun. Wow, it has two armor. What the fuck? Yeah. Okay. And 15 health, so it has more health than my mech does. <laughs> <laughs> this right. one gun is stronger than your entire mech. A, literally just a ball of gun. Just an armored sphere with a hole in it that shoots a bullet. That's what's left of your security detail. Yeah. <laughs> Alright. Um... There's actually a man inside piloting it. <laughs> I made him do it. Alright, so John, it looks like you're moving closer to the yellow zone, sort of on the edge of the green zone there. Yeah, I'm on the edge of the yellow zone. I'm going to take a uh, quick tech action to uh, activate Accelerate. Ooh, boost mode! Oh, oh no! Uh, You've got boost power. So I, I'm gonna pit, create a uh, a um, a five square effect, uh, uh, and anything that's in, on one end will immediately accelerate to the other end. Mm-hmm. Oh, this, yeah, it's time for schmovement. I can't see the the fifth square. I'm assuming it's somewhere around here. One, two, three, four, five. Okay. Uh, here, let me let me reveal that for you, just since that is. Actually, hold on. Your sensor range is fifteen. Let me just double check something. Yes, you are finally within range. So, as you step closer, you finally see this thing that's been chattering in the darkness the whole time, and you gaze upon its horrifying visage to find it's basically a security camera with legs. Think like one of those, like a giant lens with like little tiny mechanical spider legs that are kind of ticking out of it. And it's just kind of looking around. And when it sees that it notices you, uh, it kind of starts like uh, getting a little visible. One thing that you do notice though, is that you are having a lot of trouble sort of perceiving the the shape of it in real space. So you believe it has some sort of invisibility effect on it. Mm-hmm. Huh. Uh, yeah, so um, uh, uh, our, our boy here uh, is gonna move five spaces backwards. <laughs> no! Cubot once again is shoved back into the red zone. Is oh wait, is there a save attached to that? Uh, no. <laughs> uh, oh wait. Uh, if they collide with an obstruction, no, no, no. There is no save. It just. Oh no! So it, it's all right, John, since it's catching this back right corner. If it lends up uh, with the back right corner touching the edge like that. Um. That's how I'm kind of going with it, is that whatever point is um, that's being affected is the one where it ultimately ends up. So you affect that one square, and then that one square has to be within the range for the attack to, yeah, to work. Yeah, sure. All right. But yeah, you just you shove that boy back. He's once again just shoved back into the corner, or at least back the back row. Yeah. Um, uh, then I am going to use... Um, uh, I'm just gonna fire my uh, magnetic cannon. All right. At uh, at the uh, Davy McClaw guy. Ah, yes, the scrapper. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Uh, thirteen. Uh, I believe that hits. Let me just double check. Yes, that does in fact hit. Cool. Uh, okay, that's uh, two damage. Uh, it needs to make a hull save. My apologies, I haven't been uh, updating the 
health models on the roll 20. I apologize. Uh, hull save. It's hull save, yes? Yep. Uh, I believe that is a 16. All right. It makes the save, so it is All not right. pulled closer to me. Now you do manage to once again sort of grip and rip uh, parts of it off. Yeah. Rip and rip. Rip and rip. Okay. Uh, and is that your turn? Um, uh, then I'm going to throw my knife at it. <laughs> Watcha! Does a four hit? Uh, four does not hit. Okay. So you managed to... Oh! Uh, wait, no, it hasn't gotten to its turn yet. I'll have to see if it uh, takes that burn at the end of its turn. Just double check. All right. Yeah, end of their turn. All right, yeah. So anything else you're doing? Nope, that's it. That's my... That is my turn. All right. So that's that. Uh, all right, let's risk it for the biscuit. Let's see if it gets back its abilities. It does not. So once again, uh, okay, and it can't move the assassin's mark until object is destroyed. All right, uh, well, since it can't do the cool thing, it is in fact going to continue trying to kill the thing that attacked it last time. So it is going to move close to Geiger mm -hmm. as it runs up. And it is going to attempt to take a swing at you with its heated blade. Okay. Uh, oh, well, uh, 17 hit. Does a 17 hit? Sure does. All right. Uh, as you take another two kinetic, oh, sorry, another four kinetic damage oh. as it once again tries to swing into you. Well, uh, I just took a structure. Ooh. Uh, All right. Yeah. Yeah. Has All anyone right. gotten I hit except me? <laughs> Uh, yeah, I think Chris has a couple. Uh, sorry, I tried to draw aggro on this that's thing. A, that's okay. All right. I've, well, I've, I've, I rolled, I've taken four damage. So. I rolled a six, so that's a glancing blow. Yes, so you are impaired. Okay. Ouch. Until the end of my next turn. All right. You see, the sad thing is, all of these things that are attacking deal kinetic damage, and that's the one damage I'm resistant to innately. <laughs> mm. All right. No one's touched me yet, though. Yeah. All right, uh, so that is going to be the Scrapper's turn. It is back to you guys. Okay. Um, if it's all good with you guys, uh, I'd like to uh, continue working on both Swarm Number 1 and uh, help maybe come in and help out Jonathan a bit over here. Yeah, if you want to move forward. Okay. All right, uh, Swarm 1 is going to use its reaction to take a swipe at you. Okay. Uh, does a 10 hit? It does. All right, uh, again, take two kinetic damage. Okay, brings me down to 16. All right, now, hmm, just a sec. Oh, and yes, I need to roll an engineering check to see if it takes mm. damage from that burn. Uh, all right, it clears the engineering check, and so it is no longer suffering from burn. Okay, so I'm taking a look at what I got here. Um, hey, uh, Chris, what, uh, which uh, talents do you, did you pick for your guy? Uh, my talents include Brutal, so when I roll a nat 20, uh, I deal maximum possible damage. I have Duelist, that gives me Blademaster dice, and I've been saving those up. Uh, and finally, I have Executioner, which uh, basically means... Well, it allows me to, when I hit, I can uh, then hit another nearby guy for half damage. Okay. And so... Maybe try to hit the Scrapper. I think he might be easier to hit than the... Yeah. Than the okay. I'm going to go for the Scrapper then. All right. 
So this is going to be with my nanocarbon machete. All right, that is an 11. Okay, uh, and don't forget you have your grit, so I think that brings up to 13. I do, and also um, my duelist gain plus one accuracy on the first melee attack I make with a melee weapon on my turn. Does that mean I roll? So roll a, uh, a d6 and then add that result to your roll. Damn, I've been forgetting all about that this game. Yeah, like, no, it's really good. There's just so much stuff on my sheet. Uh, okay, that brings it up to a 16 total. Okay, that uh, that hits. Sweet, okay. So, um, that is 1d6 plus 4. 10 damage. Okay, I want you to describe how you basically annihilate this thing, because that is um, double the damage it currently has. Okay, so uh, it's been causing trouble for Jonathan, right? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I'm going to say that as this has been going on, he doesn't it doesn't realize as it's circling around Jonathan that I'm right behind it as if I've appeared out of nowhere. It turns, I just have brought the machete up and I just cleave downwards into whatever constitute as its head. Um, sparks and shrapnel go everywhere. I bring it back, then I just uh, grab onto its shoulder and I cleave downward again. The machete going straight through its head and burying itself into where its chest would be. And with that, you remove the machete and it falls a pile of scrap. Yup. It is dead. Mm-hmm. Awesome. Uh, and you still have your backswing cut, right? I do, and I'm going after swarm number one. All right. Um, do you have to roll or is that just automatically? Uh, 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 it, it says I have to make an attack against it. Okay, yeah, so that is a roll. Uh, hey Chris, and, something uh, mm-hmm. to consider your uh, uh, is that your uh, sword has reliable three, so what? it always does three damage even if you miss. Oh damn! Okay. Oh okay. Uh, and that is actually just enough to kill Swarm One. Oh sick! It is also as you basically swing back. I I like to imagine that the this one like you weren't even trying to do it. You just kind of like swung the blade a little awkwardly, and in the yeah. process just kind of accidentally decimated what was left. Okay, yeah, uh, yeah, just an offhand swipe against uh, the last remaining members of the swarm, and I just look down and yeah, um, I'd be yeah you if you guys could hear me, it'd be oh wow um okay that was unexpected uh. Uh, well, uh, good, good for me, I guess. But yeah. Uh, meanwhile, the just... uh, bloody lady, wow, what an efficient soldier, so stoic, not even <laughs> reacting to what his a, kills. What a taciturn, collected badass. Now that, no, now that was a shot. Oh, so beautiful. It's like flashy. <laughs> like I, every time you do something cool, you just see like flashing from my direction as it's like taking like a bunch of photos. Mm-hmm. Meanwhile, Geiger's like, oh, thank God. Oh, Jesus. <laughs> All right, and that'll be my turn. All right, uh, so sorry. Remind me again, who has gone this turn? It was Fri- just Friday and Bloody Lady, yes? Um, I just went. Uh, John, yeah. have you gone this turn? Yep, I, I, yeah, I, I did. Yeah, yeah. I, I did the thing where I pushed the big robot back and made Harry sad. <laughs> but the big guy! He's the big guy! Alright, the pig guy hasn't done anything yet. Alright, but the good news is he is no longer slowed and impaired, so finally he can boost. Good. Right. Oh no. So, he's gonna move. Remember that if he hits that this, this square. Yeah, no, he's getting out of the square. He's, he's not doing, he's not stupid. Two, he is gonna boost again. 
uh, this time up here and up here. And then he is going to attempt to graviton. Actually, it's range 10, right? Uh, you know what? He has gotten real sick of your shit, John. So he is going to stay here and he is going to attack you with the graviton lance. Okay. Uh, plus one accuracy, plus one. Uh, I'm going to guess that a uh, 23 hits. You know, it does, uh, but is it a kinetic damage? No, it's energy damage. Okay. Take yeah. two energy damage, and you are slowed until the end of their next turn. As once again, this sort of gravity spools up, this gravity drive spools up, and you get sort of enveloped in this paracausal artificial gravity that weighs you down. Mm-hmm, mm -hmm. And that is the end of Beast of Burden's turn. Uh, so uh, what does it, slowed do? What's the mechanical effect of that? You can only move your base move. You cannot boost. Well, I haven't been boosting, so <laughs> I think I'm fine. <laughs> it's the principle of the thing that matters, damn it! <laughs> uh, all right, uh, and so that was my turn. So now, Joey, Jonathan, you guys have top of the initiative. Uh, I don't care. I can go whenever again. Uh, okay. Um, hmm. So this big rock thing is still in the way, right? Mm-hmm. Okay. He is looking pretty beat up, I will say. You guys have been managed to put damage on it. It just hasn't all been, like, you know, burst damage. You've been slowly wearing it down. Okay. Um, yeah, all right. Uh, I'm slowed and impaired, but I can still move and yeah. skirmish. So I'm going to move uh, here, um, and I'm going to attack with my railgun. Let me just bring that up. All right, roll to hit. Uh, that's a five. So nope. Uh, total or just... Total. Total. All right. Oh, yeah, that one. So, yeah, unfortunately... Uh, you again try and line up the shot, but this time it sort of sees it coming. And rather than dodge, it kind of just moves one of the giant plates in such a way that when the uh, the projectile hits it, it just sort of glances off them rather than actually uh, doing any damage. All right, and that's my turn. All right, so that's good here. Power down. Spotter, or little security gant. Little, the little guy. It was his birthday. Oh, one thing I should mention, anything that is on um, this, like, Tilted makes it a size one half robot. Just for personal reference. Good to know. Okay. Uh, it is going to. Yeah, it is going to disengage its cloaking field. So now it has disengaged the field that was keeping it cloaked, and you can finally see it. And yeah, like I said, it basically looks like if you took sort of a giant security camera and shoved like little mechanical spider legs on it. And it scurries down from the perch that it's on onto the ground. And uh, what's its move speed? Six, so it's three down. And it is going to move one, two, three. And it is going to... Now it's going to do the only thing it can do, which is uh, marker rifle. It is going to attempt to marker rifle uh, Friday. Plus accuracy. Um, Actually, wait, no, it can't hit anything from there. Uh, yeah, so that is a 17. So I believe that hits. Uh, so Friday, you are locked on. And while oh. you have this lock on, you are shredded and you can't hide or become invisible. Great. Okay. And uh, Flock, it is actually your turn because you guys have been killing everything else. <laughs> cool. All right. Uh, gonna do my free... Uh, I'm going to steady aim. I'm going to my shepherd drone. There we go. 
the ter- drone's movement is flight, right? I believe so, yes. So if you just fly over this thing, one, three. Uh, I believe drones don't really move unless you're using the, the drone commander ability. Yeah, I have an ability. Shepard yeah. drone. Can tr- move a drone you control to fourth bases if it's within sensor. Yep. So, yeah, I'll say it's uh, it's flying. One, two, four. One, two, four. Uh, okay. Then I will... Actually, you know what? Uh, I'm going to deploy my shredder instead of my snare. All right. And I believe it's a quick action to uh, swap stuff out. Yes. Just to save time, you can just re-name uh, uh, your snare to Shredder. Yeah. Uh, oh, call. There we go. Equipment recalled. Oh, wait, right. You guys can't see those bars. I'm an idiot. Why haven't I been updating them? Uh, yeah, the health bars, we can't see them. Yeah, that was that was a, a purposeful choice. Uh, Shredder drone. Okay, Shredder drone. Okay. Then I will take a shot at camera over there because it's within range of my gas nexus so fire at it all right uh that is a four i assume is a miss uh yes a four is a miss okay oh wait but it didn't add my accuracy uh from steady aim i'm going to just say isn't a rifle never mind yes also Um, uh, okay uh it's fine and that's it, I think. I can't. Yeah, All right. Pulling with a quick, firing with a quick, and I'm not moving. All right. So, yes, I'm done. Okay, so it is your turn. That is the end of the round. Uh, because the initiative is alternating, since you guys are the last to go, the enemies get to go first this round. Okay. Beast O Burden. Uh, if it starts next to its shredder, is there something I need to be aware of? Uh, make a whole save. Booyah! Uh, what's its hull? Zero. Wow, surprising. Uh, does an eight, uh, pass or save? Uh, nope. Takes one kinetic damage and is shredded. Uh, shredding would probably happen before the damage, so, yeah, it just, it takes it. So, yeah, uh, I, I assume this, like, your little drone sort of latches onto it and just starts grinding away plates of its armor. Mm-hmm. Ooh, I'm gonna need you in a size zero, darling. <laughs> All right, uh... So yeah, the thing's full. It has no defenses now. So you guys go can go ham on it if you want. All right. Uh, it is going to move one. Uh, does your ghast have a threat range? I don't think it can use three like react. I don't think it has reaction. So gas yeah, no, drone. It, yeah, it doesn't. But... Doesn't say anything. Yeah, it doesn't have a reaction. Okay. Uh, so yeah, it is going to move here. Uh, and again, it is going to. Actually, you know what? It's going to move down here, and it is going to attack Friday with the Graviton Lance. Oh, boy. As it has seen what you have managed to do to the small dude, and it does not want you anywhere close to it. Aww. I'm going to assume, just hypothetically, of course, that a... What is this? Weapons. Uh, Accuracy. Might actually hit it. Does a seven uh, hit your evasion? No, it does not. All right, so yeah, uh, it spools up the drive, but uh, basically it's a bit distracted at the moment from something grinding off its gears, and instead the paracausal energy wave manages to go wide, hitting you. Ooh, okay. Yeah, like, I don't even respond as it goes past me, and you all think that, you know, 
I'm staying still because I know because I'm such a badass it's not going to hit. But truth be told, I actually uh, dropped my sandwich underneath my dashboard and I was going down to get it. <laughs> Oops. And then I look back up and something just happened. All right. Uh, and that is going to be the end of its turn. It is now you guys. Uh, I mean, yeah, just go go a ham on that guy while you shred it. So. I'm going to say again, this guy is looking pretty beat up at this point. A stiff breeze might blow him over. Hey, hey, hey Chris. Yeah. Y you you want a boost? <laughs> I love a boost, John. <laughs> you get boost power. All right. So I'm just going to. Yeah, I think you should be able to. There you go. So, okay. So this will help me move over that way. Uh, it automatically just moves you. Yeah, you, you basically cool. have gotten put on a space conveyor. Sweet. Though I think you do collide with this cover. Mm. I would, yes. Um, technically, I can make the movement any anywhere within five spaces. So if I... Ah, uh, you're changing it to just be uh, like... Oh, okay. I, I actually... Did oh, I... you undershot. Yeah, I undershot. Uh, but yeah, if I just move it here... Mm-hmm. That'll work hey. just fine. I'm just gonna instead make these just two spaces that are that yeah. I can just. I'll move it down and. Uh, there, just cool. yeah, from exactly. one space to, to the other. Yeah. So oh, Chris, if you get on anywhere on, uh, so it's not there anymore, unfortunately, because John had to move it. But if you move okay. down one, uh, you move all the way over to there, and then you still have the rest of your move. Uh, actually, the, uh, the 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 spaces don't. It just says within five spaces. It does not say within five. Uh, they, they just have to share a surface and are within five spaces of each other. It doesn't have to be a straight line. Oh, interesting. Yeah, so um, that's why I made two squares. Oh, I see. Oh, I see. You're doing, you did the uh, the Tetris L shape. My bad. Yeah, so, well, so the thing is, the two two squares that are within five. Ah, and it's diagonal. Yeah, yeah I see what you mean. So, yeah, yeah you basically so are, are going five. along the hypotenuse of a triangle. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, so... That will move Chris directly to here. Yes. So, Chris, if you want to move so that your bottom right corner is on the second square, you can do that. Cool. As you sort of get up from the sandwich, and all of a sudden you just feel your mech kind of levitate off the ground, and you are immediately Whoa. zipped, almost instantaneously, to this other spot. I let out a yelp that none of you can hear. Yeah. Okay. Uh, then I'm going to move... It's, like, super sick. Like to see it, like you like walk on and your character like, perf staying perfectly still, just like teleports, like menacingly mm -hmm. standing, and everyone. But inside, you're like, ah! Yeah, exactly. Um. Okay. Um. So within range eight and line of sight of me. So, I'm gonna hit the camera with my, uh, Ferris Lash. So it needs to make an agility save or be pulled five spaces towards me, or five spaces in any direction of my choice. All right. Uh, what is your save target? Uh, my save target is 13. It fails. All right. So if you would please move it right here. Whoop. Oh, whoop. Wrong or actually, uh, right here. Right there. So that uh, Chris can swing into both of them. Nice. Uh, so out of curiosity, what does you using the Ferris Lash look like? Are you doing like the very much the Magneto, like lift your arm and then pull it towards you? Yeah. Yeah, Very there's nice. a there's a red glow that comes around the, the uh, uh, around my uh, my mech, and it uh, the there's a red glow around around the camera bot as it is yanked through the air. <laughs> uh, that's my turn. All right, 
Uh, so it is their turn. And I think the only thing that can go is the camera bot. Uh, yes, that is the only thing that can go. Uh, all right. It is going to attempt to... Is that a rechargeability? It is. So does it recharge it? It does not. All right. Uh, it is going to uh, throw a... Try and again, throw a lock on on Friday. Okay. Uh, does a... Uh, does a 15 hit your main uh, evasion? It does, yes. Okay, uh, sorry, it's not your main evasion, it was your e-defense, but I think that'll hit it either way. Uh, all right, does, so yes. you are locked on, you are shredded, and you cannot hide or become invisible. Oh boy, all right. Uh, and then it is going to attempt to run. Huh. It knows which way its bread is buttered. So one, two, three, four, five, six. As it attempts to just get the hell out of there. And that will be its turn. Uh, all right, so now it is all you guys. So Geiger, Friday, or Flock, you may take your turns at your leisure. Okay. Um, you guys want me to take care of the big guy, or would you like me to go after the little camera dude? Uh, I mean, um, the take rest it. of us have range, so you may as well go after the big guy. Yeah. Okay. Want me to take care of him right now? Uh, at your leisure. Yeah. Go ahead. Okay. Thank you. He, again, he shredded so wheat. Alright, so an advance on him and uh, would it be a better move if I grappled him or should I just try to finish him off? Uh, just finish what? him off. Grappling yeah. him like a bit much. That's what I'm thinking, yeah. Okay, so uh, I'm gonna start off with a, yep, an attack. So, alright, and okay, so that is a 9 to hit him. 9 to hit. That hits <laughs> sweet okay and that is seven points of damage uh so let's see. yeah even without the even with the resistance so yeah that is enough so with one cool. mighty thing you bring your machete down on this thing once again and in a very yeah. similar style to what just happened previously you damn near cut it in half as it sort of mm. sputters and falls to the ground sweet all right and okay so you still actually have your move and your second I attack. Do. So I can move four more spaces. So one sec, one, two, three, four. And for my second attack, can I do a grapple? Uh, do you, you have that thing that allows you to do grapples at a range, right? I do, yes. Uh, yeah, you can do that. That is, I believe, a quick action. Okay. Yes. So, um... A pair of, uh, yeah, sort of like, um, yeah, grappling cables that have sort of hook shots on them sort of built into my, underneath my chest are going to launch out and try to just, yeah, try to wrap themselves around the little camera dude. All right. Uh, sorry. This is your, uh, reinforced cabling ability. Yes. Yes. All right. So that is uh, within range five, which you are. And then I make a hull check and the loser is knocked prone. Yeah. Huh. All right. So uh, so you roll a hull check and I roll a hull check. And whoever rolls the higher is uh, is whoever rolls the lower is knocked prone. And I roll a D20. Uh, it will be a D20 plus your hull uh, plus your hull plus your grit. So plus five. OK, uh, plus five for me. Yeah. 15. Uh, it rolled. Give me 
a second here. Let me see if it manages to pull off a miraculous recovery. It does not. It rolled a five. Okay. So even at its small size, you manage to like launch these things directly into it, and then do you pull or do they just retract? Um, the Blackbeard is immediately pulled adjacent to the target by the most direct path. Oh, you're using Grapple Swing. Oh. Hmm. Sorry, my bad. Uh, Grapple okay. Swing, Grapple Swing, Grapple Swing. Yeah, same room. You can fly your speed in a straight line as long as they're a clear path, and, or else uh, if you're a knock prone. Oh, never mind. That's just a, a free action that you can just do. Huh. Is it now? So I yeah. still have my second attack? Uh, yes. <laughs> okay. Well, then. So sorry, my mistake. I thought you were trying oh, to use the, the drag down ability. Hmm. Okay, and that is a 16 to hit. Once again, I'm going to check if there is a miracle that is happening. Uh, there is not a miracle that is happening, uh, so it may take its damage. Okay, so um, that is... And but, when it's halved, is it rounded up or down? Um, down, uh, up. It's always rounded up. Okay, so that's four points of damage. All right, you managed to take a chunk out of it, but you don't quite kill it. Okay, but awesome. It's pretty fucking and close. Good, and I will end my turn. All right. And I'll just reveal this last little area here. So, yeah, uh, now that you've actually gotten closer, you can actually sort of see the thing that the big, giant beast of burden was carrying. And looking at it, unfortunately, a lot of the materials, it very much clearly looks like it's some sort of, like, specialty electronics parts, but unfortunately, I'm going to assume that Friday doesn't really have the, like, the technical know-how to know what exactly they might be doing with something like this. But, uh, yeah, and, uh, it is still your guys' turn, so, uh, Geiger and Friday, you may do, or, Geiger and Flock, you may do, uh, things at your leisure. Right. I'm still impaired, so all my attacks have disadvantage. So, yeah, I'll just right. take a shot at this thing and kill it. Um, all right, cool. Uh, I will not aim uh, for that. Yeah, honestly, yeah, I'll shoot with my smart gun. Uh, critted it for damage. <laughs> all right, yeah, it's dead. As you basically, you pop the lens and the entire thing just suddenly goes limp as it falls to the ground. I don't remember hiring more cameras. Blam, blam, blam. <laughs> <laughs> and with that, the way is clear for you guys to progress deeper into the bridge, which we are probably going to have to get to next time. Da, da, da. All right. All right, folks, it's our first Halloween two-parter. Tune in next Ooh. year for the exciting <laughs> conclusion. <laughs> Thank God, now I have so much time to repair the other half of the session I clearly didn't plan for. Oh, God! <laughs> All right, but thanks for listening, everyone, and uh, hope you stick around to see the conclusion of this, of A Bridge to Fear. See you next year, Don't folks. Don't go anywhere. It only gets spookier from here. Spooks name your relative. Offer void in Quebec and Ontario. Hey, everyone. Thanks for listening. You can find us on Tumblr at listen to these nerds.tumblr.com or on Twitter at LTTNCast. All our music is sourced from incompetech.com and is licensed under Creative Commons by Attribution 3.0. You can email us at listen to these nerds at gmail.com.